Okay, thank you so much, Remo, uh, for being here, uh, joining me on the show. It's an absolute pleasure, it's an absolute honor. Uh, I think I just felt a little bit awkward um, when you invited me on yours. I was like, it wouldn't be fair if I didn't invite you. On <laughs> I wasn't planning on having you here, but... Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Guilt got me. I'm playing. I, I'm kidding. I, I, I forced your hand here. I forced your hand. I, I mean, listen. I, I don't know what I'm gonna say to creators of content. So I'm like, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm like, oh snap. Uh, hopefully this is, hopefully this is worth something to people. But uh, I feel I mean, I mean to be able to be on here. So you, you, thank you. You're definitely yeah. It's, it's it's a pleasure. It's an honor, really. Like I mean, you're definitely a big content creator. You probably didn't plan on being as big as you are now in terms of the work that you're doing but uh circumstances and the way the world is kind of moving has kind of pushed you to do that so i think before we start uh just let us know what brings you here you are on a podcast titled creators connect so you're doing some sort of creating some sort of creativity <laughs> sure. let us know what you do let us know what you do what do i do goodness gracious okay um I'm going to actually answer the way that I'm, I've been thinking about it. So, so what I think it is, is I don't think I'm a content creator. I think I'm a content curator. I say that to say, I think the content that I'm involved with, for those of you who don't know, I'm a, a church minister, pastor, whatever word you want to use for it. Uh, I serve in a local church. I try to serve uh, student-aged people, kind of varsity-aged students. Um, and so the reason I say that them and then kind of a broader demographic up until about 35 odd years old. Um, and the reason I say I'm a content curator rather than a content creator is I think in the Christian space, at least for me, the content has been created. Like, like the Bible is what it is, um, in a lot of ways, but, but curation of that content, the ability to kind of go into the Bible, help it to speak into our situation at the moment, uh, the ability to maybe listen and read broadly uh, and be able to bring that through uh, to to people as they listen to whether it's sermons or um, lessons or whatever other terms we use for these things um, I think that's what I'm involved in so I think that's that's when I think about the content that I'm involved in I'm involved in curating it and then even with the I run a podcast and what have you uh, it's a curation of conversation it's it's not it's not my own content it's not something I'm creating it's actually listening to this person's story and hopefully diving into it in a way that's helpful to people um so i don't know if that helps but that's kind of the the content that i'm involved with it does help uh, it, it makes a lot of sense and then it just makes me feel like i'm not a content creator as well i think i'm gonna start calling myself a content curator because I, I don't think i'm making anything special you know i'm just hosting people here engaging in conversation and, and listening to what makes them different what makes them tick and and it's like you're saying it's for me, um, I can relate so much to that because it's, it's nothing I'm doing or I'm just posing a question and allowing people to express themselves as much as they can. Um, which makes sense, which I love to do as well. Um, but I think outside content creation, yeah, you have a life. You live a life outside the podcast. Uh, you have things going on in your life. What are some of those things that you would love to share and open up about? Uh, who is Remo? And then and what is his life looking like at the moment? Snap. Uh, that's a very broad question. 
Christian, who is Remo. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, probably, okay, the, the greatest thing about me is that uh, somehow God loved me enough to send his son for me. And uh, as a result of that, I'm able to, to live a radically different life. So the, the most important thing to me is my relationship with God. And I feel like that that is from whom and where I derive my identity and, and what it is that I can and cannot do in this world and why it is that I'm here, which I think matters a whole lot. So uh, I think that's super important about me. Uh, second to that, I think somehow I uh, bamboozled and fooled and tricked a woman into marrying me and she's the greatest woman to, to be on the planet at the moment, you know. So uh, I'm married to an incredible, incredible woman, uh, Balissa. And so uh, that's that's awesome. And uh, we are expecting our first child. So that is uh, a little a little young dude coming through, uh, according to all the scans. I, I've been, you know how it goes. I started watching these little videos of how people were told they were having a boy and then it actually ended up being a girl or they were told they had a girl and they ended up being a boy. So I'm a little bit nervous Unreal. on that one. Like, Unreal. Listen, them doctors that didn't, didn't be sure, bro. It that does, does not happen. It's real. That's, it's real I stories. Mean, That's crazy. No way. Um, yeah, so like, literally, so I'm like, I keep saying we're having a boy, and I'm like, hey, like, I just want, like, I don't know, okay, we're having, a, I know there's a child in there. There's a uh, child yeah. in there, for sure. Yeah, so we are, yeah, we're expecting our, our first child, which is, it's crazy to think that that's where life is for me right now. Um, and then beyond that, I don't know, man, I, I love sports, I love watching football, I, uh, before I jumped on here, I was watching the Ashes test, the Australia versus England cricket, uh, I, I love sports uh, as much as possible, I try to consume that, I enjoy, I love coffee, um, I love eating, so, you know, whenever I get the chance to try new food or try a new place or uh, drink, drink coffee somewhere special, uh, I'm, I'm always down to do that. I'm a relatively boring dude. I was, I was waiting for you to. I was waiting for you to say I enjoy exercising as well. Unless you don't enjoy that, you just do it because it's necessary. Yeah, no, dude. I actually, I, I literally tell people I exercise so that I can eat. Like, like I just because if I didn't exercise, I'd gain too much weight. So I just I exercise so that I can chow. Um, but I mean, that's not true. I do enjoy it. There's seasons when I enjoy it. Right now, it's just not one of those seasons. Right now, it's just a little bit like the grind. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting statement coming from someone who used to be a personal trainer. Don't you think? I think so. I, again, I think, um, and, and my life in general has leaned in this direction. I think the reason I got into personal training was to actually serve others. So it wasn't even about how much I felt I enjoyed training. Um, and at the, at, especially when I was much younger, I definitely did. Um, and there's some things that, that help make training so much better. Um, so so I think that's part of the stuff that's missing in my life right now. But um, it was the, the personal training side of me was more so, man, what, what's something I can do to impact people that would help them to be able to enjoy life? And so I think my life in general, now even in the ministry, now with the podcast, um, I've kind of always leaned towards how can I live in a way that serves the people and community around me? Uh, and personal training was just a really cool way to do that. So... Yeah, and I was actually going to touch on that uh, now that you've mentioned serving others. Um, I was going to mention that you've done that and you are doing that a lot through your podcast, through serving in ministry. Uh, you're doing a lot of inspiring and helping people and encouraging people. Um, but I think my question there now after that is after you've done so much of that for people, uh, what are some of the things that you're doing for yourself to make sure that you're encouraged and your cup is filled up? Because I think it's very difficult then to be someone who 
wants to serve people if you've got an empty tank or if you're not fulfilled or if you're not happy, you know? Um, so what are some of the things you're doing um, uh, to keep yourself, you know, at a level where you're able to give off of yourself at the same time? Sure. Uh, first of all, that's very kind of you to say that it's actually working and inspiring and helpful to people. So I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, I think... How do I pour into myself? I, so I, I try to run rhythms. I think we've spoken about this probably off, off, off air or whatever. Uh, I try to run good rhythms. So I try to, to have a weekly, a general idea of what my weekly schedule looks like. And in that weekly schedule, uh, there's usually Monday mornings, um, for a good couple of hours. I just try to block out to spend time with God. Uh, again, for me, that's where my, my, um, that's my life center. So where I get my energy, where I get my identity, where I get filled up is in my space, in that space with my relationship with God. But I don't always have the time to have like, you know, long hours spent with him every day. So I did, I try for at least once a day is the big one. And then obviously every day there's something. So, um, so I try to do that. I, I, um, I think. Finally helps, uh, having a wife really helps, uh, put back into me. Um, funny enough, as though I, even though I don't enjoy it, exercise does help. Um, uh, exercise definitely helps, uh, to, to kind of put, put energy back into me. Um, that's probably the big stuff. I'm generally a lone ranger-ish type person. I don't, you know, I have a very small, I have a large circle because I'm a known and an unknown and connect with a lot of people, uh, but the people who carry the greater weight and maybe people who hear this might be hurt by this, but there's a very small circle of people where I feel like this person actually fills me back up. Um, and, and not to say I don't care about them, not to say that the relationship isn't great. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the question at hand is what really pours back into me. And I think it's that it's those deep, deep, long-winded times with God. I think it's definitely, Balisa, I think it's definitely exercise. And some recreational activities, sometimes it's playing FIFA, um, sometimes it's watching a series, you know, those sorts of things, just so that my mind can can turn off. And then, uh, yeah, there's a very small circle of men uh, that I feel like pour back into me that, that's super helpful. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait uh, in a couple of years when we have you back on for you to say, you know what, spending time with my son. Yeah, <laughs> hey, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Come on. I, I sure <laughs> hope so. I, I do. I, I mean, you know, everything I hear about parenting is that it's super fulfilling, but it's also super challenging. So uh, I'm hopeful that I can stay on the on the fulfilling side as, as often as possible. It'll be a good time. Yeah, I can relate to so many so many of the things you said. I think um for me as well, uh I think I'm trying to steer what I do creatively in a way that serves people, in a way that's edifying and in a way that's people focused. And sometimes it does feel draining. I, I sometimes feel like, okay, snap, how about me, you know? Or it's, it has to be pointed out to me, like, bro, I think you're overworking, you know? What are you doing to put back in? And uh, definitely exercising uh, does help. Um, and I think a huge part of me, and you let me know how you feel about this, but a huge part for me as well is just taking time off actually just serving. Just having a period of time where um, I'm focused on myself, I'm filling up my cup, and I'm not 24 hours, 24-7, 365, constantly serving. What do you think about taking time away to yourself from serving and being there for 
the people that you use? Yeah, I think it's I think it's super important. Uh, again, I think there's there's rhythms. Um, I yeah, a couple of things come through through my mind. So just you know, stop me when I get when I've gone too far. But but I think I think on the one hand, uh, and you've probably heard me speak about this. I think we live in a self centered generation and a self centered culture. And so, so the idea of withdrawing for self, uh, I actually think doesn't lead us to the point of being refilled. I think it's a fall- I think it's a fallacy because we don't have what it takes within ourselves to re-engage ourselves. And people think we do. And so what we, what we tell ourselves is, oh, if I just spend enough time alone, listen to the music I like, if I just spend enough time detached from people, that's going to put back into me. And it, it feels like it does, but most people that I've spent time with, especially that have done service of some sort for a long time will tell you that, no, it's yourself is the problem. Like you actually have to get something that's beyond yourself to help yourself out. And so, so yes, I'm from a Christian worldview. I I think, you know, that's spending time with God. Other people that are naturalists would say spending time in nature. I know guys who swear down, they're like, bro, meditation. There, There is nothing like being able to just sit and clear my mind, whatever the case is, we always try to have to push towards something beyond ourselves to be able to replenish ourselves. That's just my, that's just been my experience. Um, so, I, so I, I push back on the idea of I just need to be alone. I think it's more so, and this is what helps me is I need to, I need to detach from the people who, whether they like it or not, take out of me and the projects that take out of me. Like, you know, for me, it's, you know, the, the content I curate is like sermon prep. If I sermon prep every day for eight hours, I'm going to be exhausted. And in fact, the sermons exponentially get worse and worse, right? Like the first sermon after eight hours is like, oh my goodness, this is revolutionary. The 10th sermon after 10 days of eight hours of work every time is like, Ugh, is that even Bible? Because like, your brain just loses its ability to, to do stuff. And so that's why I think um, I've been really fascinated. Someone I, I listened to said, you know, uh, rec- recreation is to recreate, right? Because we, we're created in the, in the image of the creator. And so, you know, we have the opportunity to recreate something. And so doing things that recreate in one space will help you to be able to create in the other space. So um, sounds really, really bad, really random. But like sometimes playing FIFA is the answer to me figuring out why my sermon isn't working. Or going, going on a walk is the answer to me figuring out who do I want next on the podcast? Like it's a weird, I don't know how that works, but somehow switching off this side of my brain to do this thing. Uh, has been super helpful, uh, but I say I say all of that, and, and and I still agree in your statement of there are times and there are seasons in our house. Again, I say you know rhythms. So we do there's weekly time where you know day to day time where every day if you try to reach us, you probably won't find either my wife or, or myself because we're pulling out of the roles that we play. And Bali doesn't do full time ministry; she works and then still helps out in the ministry. So we we try to make sure that there's a there's a time. It's, we call it family time which will probably be real now that we're going to have a boy. But there's a blocked out time in our calendar where we, you can't come into that space. And if you're going to come into that space, it's, it's got to be something massive. Like, hey, you know, God forbid, but someone we love, his parent passes away. We're not going to be like, sorry, family time, can't come see you. Okay, yes, we're, we're going to be there for you, right? But, but, it, but it, we're not going to do like, LJ is like, yo, Rima, come with the podcast. I'm like, yeah, sorry, brother. These are times that I just don't do. Because I know what I need to, you know, to put in. And then I, again, I do my personal weekly time, but Balisa and I as a couple get personal weekly time together. Uh, she, she takes, uh, generally she takes Saturday mornings off 
takes no appointments. I don't even speak to her much on Saturday mornings. Maybe I'll make her breakfast and then get out the house uh, or get out the room. Um, and then, and then I, I, I've tried, it's a bit different now with COVID and all that stuff, but I've, I, before I used to try for at least once a year to go away alone. So to get, you know, a night or two away somewhere, a cheap Airbnb and, and spend that time again, uh, you know, detached from the spaces in which I have to give and serve. Um, and so even like now with obviously the end of the year coming up, like that's what I'm looking forward to because I know there's going to be time to just be able, everyone's going to their home, to turn off the phone, turn off the stuff, you know, not produce content. The podcast won't be aired um, and just be able to say, oh, okay, let's, let's chill a little bit. That's vibes. I dig that. Um, definitely not the answer I was expecting. I definitely sure. didn't see that coming. Uh, but I love it and I can definitely learn a lot from it as well. Um, that uh, I think especially the concept of feeling like being by ourselves is the answer to everything when we ourselves are the actual problem. Um, I think there's, there's many ways to detach from what we usually do and still be filled by people as well. Uh, I think, like you're saying, <coughs> uh, I mean, for myself being a Christian as well, the, the concept of community and family is something God stands for so much. You know, he's given us each other for a reason. I mean, he made Adam and he's like, oh man, he needs Eve. So, <laughs> you know, Getting to a point where I'm like, nah, I just want to be by myself. I need myself or I can do this by myself uh, is a little bit of a lot when you really think about it. So thank you for pointing that out. Uh, it, it does help reshape the way I view uh, this, the concept of, you know, uh, filling up my cup as well. Um, but you spoke a little bit about uh, taking a walk and have that helping. Well, it was just an example, but that helping you choose who you're going to have next in your podcast. And I wanted to ask about that, you know, about your podcast and speak a little bit more about that. Um, and we'll get to the part where, or where we talk about how you choose who you have on your podcast, but what is your podcast about? When did it start? Uh, what inspired it? Uh, things like that. Just an introductory to your podcast. Got you. Yeah. My, my podcast is, is very different to most of the podcasts out there today. Um, you know, because because my my podcast didn't start in the lockdown period. Like, I'm kidding. It's like you know, I don't know <laughs> how many fired. podcasts I've heard. But hey, no, no beef because that's me. Like I, the, I, it was March 2020, bro. Uh, that, that got me into this. But it's just funny. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and other people are like, yeah, I started my podcast in lockdown, and I'm like, dang it, we we all started our podcast in lockdown. But um, uh, so so the podcast started. It wasn't a podcast, actually. It was a set of voice notes. Um, and so I don't, I'm, sh I know your podcast is worldwide. So I don't know how many people know what WhatsApp is, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows what a voice note is, uh, or a voice recording, whatever. And so I would, my, my guys all went home. The, the, at that time, we were told, okay, we're going to go into this mandatory lockdown for 21 days. Everybody go to your homes. Uh, you know, as the US people would say, shelter in place or whatever, stay in place. Uh, and then 21 days later, we'll be back. Uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, LJ, when that hit, uh, Pali and I were coming off of a crazy, what felt like a crazy 2019 into a very busy December, it felt like, into a very challenging January, February. So when in the beginning of March, president of our country at the time, Raposa uh, was like, yo, 21 days. I was like, yes, free holiday, let's go. Literally. And and forced. I was like, I, I can't even do stuff. Like, people can't look at me and be like, you know, why aren't you doing this? Ah, I can't. I have to be at home. This is the president's mandate, right? But I did think... Man, I have so many young dudes that I was at the time, you know, ministering to, mentoring, whatever word you want to use for it, that were in the ministry, 
that were going back to homes that were maybe not Christian or that were going back to homes that were challenging financially, relationally, even if they were Christian, mom and dad had split up, you know, brothers who were abusing, you know, substances, all sorts of stories that I was like, dang, okay, somehow we all have to figure out how can we keep those guys encouraged? That was my thinking. How can I keep those guys encouraged? And so what I started to do was I would send these like three minute voice notes, probably started as less than that, but just to say, hey man, you know, this morning, like a devotional almost, like, hey, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is like during this lockdown time, this is a great opportunity to de- deepen our walk with God. And this is how we can do it in prayer. Or this is how we can do it in Bible study. Or, this is a book that we can read. Or these are some YouTube links. Or, you know, stuff like that. Just a resource the guys say, dude, you guys can hold on. It's 21 days. Like, it's not going to be that bad. And we're going to come back and we're going to do what needs to be done. And uh, um, what, what, what I didn't know was happening, I would send this out to a couple of friends and then, a couple of these guys, uh, and I consider them friends, so I'm not saying that funny. And then they would forward them to other people. And so they would be like, yo, bro, I got this voice to listen to this thing. And because I wasn't like aware of it, I just kept giving it to them. And so after about three weeks, someone was like, yo, one of my friends wants to know where they can find all of these. I was like, oh, all of what? And they were like, these voice notes. I was like, no. You realize I send you these voice notes. Like, these voice notes are for you. And he was like, oh, I've been sending them on. Like, he's wow. been sending them on to other friends to say, hey, like, let's stay faithful. This is how wow. we do it. And so I was like, snap. And so I started a SoundCloud account, right? That's what any, anybody does that knows anything about free production of content is like SoundCloud. So, so I jumped on SoundCloud and started sending out a link. It was called, and then it became, the thing became called the three minute thought. And I, I produced one or two of them per week. I think it's actually still on SoundCloud. Um, and then obviously people are like, yeah, but SoundCloud, not everybody has SoundCloud. And then somebody in my circle, I can't remember exactly who, I want to say Lito Lulu. I like to try to give credit where credit is due, or both of them, because they started a podcast as well, uh, especially around the George Floyd stuff. They were like, yo, have you checked out Anchor? Anchor actually allows you to record on there and it sends out to all these different distribution points. I said, well, let me check that out. Check that out. It's free. And it's like, free. Yo, free. <laughs> I can jump I'm on jumping that. on that um, for sure. Literally, literally. <laughs> so that's how, that's how three minute thought began. And then people were like, yo, three minutes is too short. Can you give us a longer thought? I was like, yo, I'm producing like some, at some point I was producing three or four of them a week. And then it was two or, two or so a week. And then some weeks there was nothing. Cause I also didn't want it to be fake. I'll be honest. Like I didn't want it to be, I'm like, oh, I need to produce content. I was like, no, I just, I wanted to come from the, the, the overflow of my life. Like, hey, this is what I'm wrestling with in this season. And um, I've probably gone way too long on the story. But anyway, um, people were like, people were like, yo, can you get these to be longer? I said, I said, I thought, so now they want like sermons. Like they want lessons. Like, they want, they want sermons. <laughs> I was like, I love this. I was like, bro, I, I'm not oh, trying snap. to produce a sermon every, every three, four days. At 30 minutes a pop. Like, wow. for me, I was like, yo, a podcast of just my voice, that doesn't sound right. Mm. And so I thought, okay, so what, what is the actual thing that we're trying to do here? And what we're trying to do is help young people thrive in life as well as in their faith. Mm. That, 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 that was the thing. And, and for me, I say those two things separately. I believe they're one and the same. But I said those two things separately because what would happen is guys would be like, yeah, I read my Bible this morning. But they would still be out, like, losing their cool on their parents. I'm mm. like, you can't separate those two things. Your life is connected to your faith. And so... You know, anyway, that's how that came up. And so uh, then I said, all right, what I can do for longer conversations is I'll actually try interview people who I think are really helpful in these topics mm-hmm. of thriving in life and faith. And so I think I, re- I interviewed Jacques and Tatcha. These were guys, these are guys who are very much in my circle, um, also ministers. Um, and then I, 
you know, that was three minute thought was then a mixture of, I would have what was called episodes that were thoughts longer than three minutes. And that was the interview format. And then three minutes thoughts were still, would still come up. Like I still have stuff I wanted to say, but they'll still be around three minutes. And mm-hmm. then slowly but surely that, that evolved from there. And, and again, I can't remember all the dates, but I think three minute thought launched or the voice note started March. Three minute thought probably a- launched April on SoundCloud slash anchor towards the end of April, beginning of May. And then by the end of May, beginning of June, I was, I was pretty much interviewing someone almost every week at that point. I was getting up to every week at that point, uh, to produce some type of content that, that would be helpful. And so now the podcast is called the Remote Kale Life and Faith podcast. It is, uh, amazing. every Tuesday and it's amazing. A new episode comes out. You're very kind. I appreciate <laughs> that. I genuinely, I, I, I Honestly, I thought it was for the, the four or five guys that I was sending this thing to. I didn't realize. Uh, I don't know if, if you if you or your if you use Anchor as well, but but um, on their platform they 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 connected with Spotify and so they did that Spotify rap. I don't know if you've seen those things where it like tells you you know, and and bro like looking at those stats, I was like I literally sat there flabbergasted. I was like I this is this is beyond what I understood that I was doing. Like I, I'm a I you know people I think it's funny like I'm a little like, oh, I'm a black dude trying to do ministry out of Johannesburg, now Cape Town. Like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an evangelical leader. I don't lead a church of thousands. I don't do any of that stuff. And, and, and you're not trying like, to. I don't think I need to. You're not trying to. You're just. Uh, not yeah, at all. Yeah. Not, not at all. But, but people take time. People take time out of their week, out of their day, regularly to listen to the podcast. Where, where some, something like 41 of my listeners listen to the podcast. I can't remember the exact stat, but something like, I'm in their top three podcasts that they listen to. 41 people. I was like, wait, what? Like, uh, so many people tag me on, on Instagram saying, yo, you're in my top five. Like, Too many I listen, somebody said to me. Every time you drop an episode, someone's bro, posting like, on their status. It's out. Right? Like, it's I'm like, out. dude, I, that, that is not what I thought. Mm. You know, that's not what I thought was going on. So, but the format now is cool. I, I get to, I do a form of a three minute thought. I do a couple of thoughts. Sometimes it's, you know, up to an hour. Sometimes it's a short, like 20 minute talk, uh, once a month. So the first Tuesday of every month is me and myself and stuff I'm wrestling with books. I'm reading content. I'm consuming people. I'm listening to whatever. Um, and then, um, the other, the other three or four weeks, depending on how long the month is, is uh, interviews with great guests like you, you, Aljun Doronga has been on there. So if you look, if you look for, uh, if you, if you Google Remote Lale and LJ, I'm sure, you know, that episode comes up, check it out. Um, but yeah, so, so it's super helpful now because I feel like, uh, again, just to kind of round off the story, I feel like I started off desiring to help young people, these dudes in particular thrive in their life, in life as well as in their faith. And now I feel like God has been kind enough and people have been generous enough with their time to allow me to continue to do that. Um, but through people's stories. And I think there's just something so powerful about hearing how both people, I mean, I think I've had a guest as young as 17, 18 on the podcast who, who are Christians right up to, you know, late forties, early fifties on the podcast talk about how they've thrived in life as well as in their faith. So it's, I love it. I love that story so much. Uh, and, and thank you for all the detail and i think all that detail does allow me uh to pose the next question which is uh the way you've changed and evolved from what you intended it to be initially to what it has become now i mean is it um so the whole process i mean started off with voice notes but now you are making an entire production 
you are planning an entire production from who you're going to have on there to reaching out to people to scheduling days and dates and times and editing and posting. It's, it's, it's work. It's, it's work that you've taken on, you know. Um, but that change and you evolving, um, did you see it happening or it just kind of happened as you went through it? And what are some of the things you learned through that process? Did I see it happening? All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be real honest. There is a a side of me. It's a side of me I try to kill as often as possible that really likes public affirmation and likes the limelight. I, I'll I'll just be honest. Like I I look at uh, and I'll use his name because I I saw he, him in anyway in a bookstore the other day. Like I look at names like Michael Todd, Crazy Faith, Relationship Goals, and there's a side of me. Um, it's, and it hopefully it's getting smaller and smaller every day, but. But there's a side of me that looks at that and thinks, how, how, what do I need to do to be him? What do I need to do to, to be the guy, to be the Christian influencer? What, what do I need to do to be able to be the biggest on the, on the platform? So, so there's a side of me that does that. And so there was a side of me before the, the three-minute thought, before that stuff launched. Um, people, people have always been gracious in saying they feel like I'm a really good speaker. And so people would always, often, often say to me, yo, like, produce stuff, dude, like, get on a podcast, like, like preach at us, like send us stuff, you know, like, and, and that, that's been happening since I started in ministry way before 2020. But I've always, because I know there's a, there's that dark side of me that wants that stuff. I've always pushed back saying, if I, if I begin to open that door, I don't know who I will become. And so I've always wanted to close that door because I don't, I want to do it. I, whatever I do, I want to do for the glory of God. I, I don't want to, I don't want to do it for my own glory. Even though deep down inside, there's that side of me, right? Like there's that, uh, the old Indians would say there's that wrestle of the two wolves inside of me, the one who's good and the one who's bad. So has this gone to where I've become? On one hand, I'm like, oh, we we just getting started, baby. Like, let's it's, go. Let's I go. Wanna, I want to have millions of followers. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I'm like, die. I don't want that guy. Shut up. Like, Get out of here. Out of this. <laughs> yeah, Get out of here, man. You know, and, and I, what, I, what I want is... Um, and this is just, uh, I'm just being honest, is, is where I want to lean my ladder and why I think this has gone so much further than could ever have been perceived in my mind is I want to serve people. And I want to, I want to use the, the, the blessings, the gifts, um, and the opportunities God gives me to do that. And what I think that the evolution was, was as a result of how can I serve more people? So because people wanted the service, right? So it's, it's the friend saying, the guy texting me saying, yo, dude, where do people get these? Because I keep sending this to my guy and my guy wants to find them somewhere that gets me to SoundCloud. I, I don't get there on my own. Yeah. I get there because people are saying, no, produce this in a way that people can listen to it. Um, it's, yo, we want longer form conversations. I don't get there without people saying, yo, this is what we want. Um, so I think in one sense, it's evolved as a result of the people. And, and that's what I keep fighting for is, is yes, there's times, and, and I'll just be, I'll try to be as honest as possible. There's moments where like someone pats me on the back for an episode. I'm like, yeah, it's That's working. Let's go, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. When I listen to somebody else's podcast and they talk about how they grew their listenership. I was listening to Tim, Tim Ferriss the other day um, and how they grew their listenership. I'm like, yeah, I should do that. I need to start a mailing list. I need to, and then I'm like, wait, relax. Why are we in this? The, the goal is that I've got to keep reminding myself of that because the dark side of me wants to come out. The, the dark side of me wants to pursue, you know, the fame, the, uh, the big, the big cash. So even, even making monetizing my podcast has been a big fight for me. Like 
people have felt like you should do it, you should do it. I'm like, actually, I'm going to keep fighting. As long as I cannot monetize my podcast, I won't. Because I think the moment I do, then it, that adds a different level of what I'm pursuing. Because now I can do something that can move me from $1 per episode or $1 per listen to $2 per listen. That changes the game. Right? Remember, I'm still in full-time ministry. We don't earn big bucks. It's not like, <laughs> you know, there's churches that do. Our church, man, it's not, it's not that I'm broke, but I'm certainly not like, earning as much as my friends. I'm not earning as much as I was when I was a personal trainer. And I've been, you know, I've been doing ministry over half a decade now. So in my mind, I should have already caught up to when I was earning six, seven, eight years ago. And I haven't, you know, so to give you context in terms of, so, so I've got to be careful. That's one of the things maybe that one of the lessons I've got to be careful what I'm pursuing and what it is that the metric that I'm using to, to, to say if something is good or not. Now, having said that, I do look at the listenership. I do listen. I do look at, man, how many people listen in the first week? How many people then follow up in the second week? How many people binge listen? There's a couple of people I know. They actually wait three, four, day, three, four weeks at a time, and then they just binge listen all of them, like whatever's come up previous to that, um, partly because of life and the way that their life and schedule runs. But I look at that stuff not because I want, I want to produce the best service possible, and so I listen back, I listen back to, to how I interview. Oh man, okay. Or I listen to other people interview and I try to learn, okay, well, what did they do there that, that I can learn from? So I think speaking to people has grown. I think cold contact, like sending people emails, names that I've heard um, around the game of like, yo, this guy's an incredible preacher or yo, this guy's an incredible minister or hey, have you heard about this woman who runs this incredible business and she's a Christian, you know? And, you know, sending that, Hi, I'm Remo. We have no <laughs> oh idea. Oh my goodness! I know. Would you like to come on this podcast that actually has no listenership rate? You know, so. Um, but but one thing I learned early on, which I think was super helpful, is is lean into friendships. Uh, you know, not network leverage leverage influence. So, uh, you know, I interviewed Jacques and Tacho and guys. Those were guys who, on a whim, I could text them or call them and they would answer. Right. That's that's the level of friendship that we have. Um, I mean, I've, you know, <clears throat> if it wasn't for COVID, I would have probably stayed with Tacho and Naito too in, in Texas. Like we're that level of friends, right? Um, and so I could hit him up and say, yo, I'm doing this project. Can you jump on? And then leverage that friendship. Like, yo, is there anyone that you think, you know, would be worthwhile? You know, uh, I've learned that. I, di- I didn't know that before. Uh, and people would be like, yeah, I think this person, or yeah, I think that person. And uh, yeah, I, do you mind making that introduction? And and then I I... I Again, because my mindset is service, I want this to be mutually beneficial. So, you know, hey, man, I, you know, I heard you wrote this book and, you know, I'd love for you to promote the book on the podcast. And I would love to talk about the book on the podcast. Or, oh, hey, dude, I, I think your story, your, and I said that to you. I said, dude, I think your story and what it is that you're doing could help other young people thrive in life and as well as in their faith. And I think that you, you know, I think it would be great for you to hear your own story to some extent, you know. Um, and so I try to try to make sure that it's, it serves people both ways. Um, that's a, that's a lesson I've learned. Um, planning, scheduling, making sure you know I it, again doesn't pay me, so I have a full time gig uh, being a minister. Uh, and yes, I've got a great schedule because it's flexible, but I've got to be on top of things. Um, I've got to be you know this. I was said on the podcast this last episode I released. I said, "Yo, this December is tricky." I had plans, and so many people have just said, "Oh, dude, I can't do this December. I can't do this December. I can't do this December. I can't do this December." And so this past week might be the last episode that I, I launched for December because I just can't get people to commit and, and, and be able to make it. 
And I'm I'm also okay with that. Like maybe this December I need a break and then people need to stop listening to my voice and, and you know, hopefully listen to God or something. Uh so I'm sure there's many more lessons that I've learned, but that's kind of the stuff uh that kind of comes off the top of the dome. Um because I feel no, you said a lot, a lot of things that are helpful, especially, uh, I think, touching on the last thing you said, you actually spoke about it right in the beginning when you spoke. Uh, it's that concept of feeling like uh, you, you didn't want to force content. That's the first thing. You said something very similar to that. So um, you, you get to a point where you're dropping content three, four, five times a week, and then you realize that uh, by the time you get to the third piece of content, it's just like, what's really going on here? You know, so you need to pace yourself. So for me, um, uh, just coming back to you and what you've done now, you've been able to be consistent in the content that you're producing and dropping. I think you've just opened up that now it's very difficult because people have changed plans and you can't get a hold of anyone. So you've actually just said this is the last episode uh, for this year, for December. But what have you done throughout the year uh, to be able to remain consistent? And I know it's a very, very difficult thing. I know uh, I've had a lot of people speak to me and 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 commend me for my consistency and I, I think it's something that i didn't know people notice i was just doing my thing and dropping a video every monday until four or five people's comments on the video was just your consistency is amazing i'm like but did you watch the content <laughs> you know but i'm like no it's it's definitely something people notice and i think it's something worth talking about and learning uh about not just when it comes to content but i mean as a as a Christian, as a husband, as a father, as a friend, anything, you need to be consistent in the roles that you play and the things that you're responsible for. So how were you able to do that um, and stay on top? How do you stay consistent? How did you sure. stay consistent? You did it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's very kind that you think I did it. <laughs> That's not right. I did it. Um, okay, so again, I think, and I might sound like a stuck record. I think what I've really fought for is good rhythms, LJ. Um, real talk. I, I've really fought to say, how do I, even, even as, even as we launched the, the podcast, um, and I say we, cause I feel like I've done almost all the work most of the time. There was a, a long season, a long stretch where there was a brother, uh, a good friend of mine, Benjamin Ali, again, I have to give credit where credit is due, uh, who, who edited the podcast and eventually taught me how to edit it for myself. And so I now, I now do that as well. Um, but finding the people, setting up the interview, doing the Zoom call interview, you know, getting that audio, getting the, creating the Canva pick, you know, the, the, all I've done, I, I, right now I'm the only person involved in the podcast, but I never feel that way because I think it's a we project. I think there's been too many people who've been in my corner. Um, again, Lita and Lulu were there from the early days. Abigail Force was there from the early days. Uh, Nolutande Mube was there from the early days. You know, there's just a number of names that I can say where I'm like, man, these people, Lindsay Comrie has been in the corner early days, Dom Divine, you know, tons of names that I can just say, man, these peeps were like, yo, Reams, keep doing, like, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And so I feel like it's a wee project because I feel like those people, without them, I don't know if I would have kept going. Right from three minute thoughts. I mean, Tiko Mufamadi, Tabang. Again, I could just keep going name after name after name because, because these are, these are people who just said, like, bro, we're in your corner, but not, we, we're not in your corner for hype. Like, we're in your corner because this is dope. Like, we actually really appreciate what it is that you're doing. And so, and so, so when, when you have that, 
in your corner, I feel like I want to produce the best content I can. And so I want to work, live in a way and, and work in a way that allows me to flourish and do this. I want to thrive in life and faith, but I also want to do quality work. And so I think the best way to do quality work is to do a little bit every day is better than, you know, what, what's the, what's the saying? Um, I can't remember the saying now, but, but, but there's a saying around that idea of like just doing like doing 10 minutes of writing or 10 minutes of reading or whatever every day is, is much better for you and your growth and your development than doing a hundred for a hundred hours of something for one day type of vibe. And so that's what I've always done. So I've always leaned towards rhythms. Um, and so, um, I guess the rhythms go beyond just the podcasting. Uh, maybe I can talk, talk to the podcasting in particular, but, uh, I have a rhythm uh, now. The rhythms also change depending on the season. So we moved to, to Cape Town about seven, eight months ago now. So the ministry role here is different. This, the landscape of the city is different. Um, and so, so now, now more than ever, I do generally Monday, Monday and Tuesdays, a lot of podcast work, a lot of podcast communication, a lot of podcast editing and, and stuff so that Tuesday can drop and it drops sometime on Tuesday. I'm really trying to get better at that, but. It hasn't worked out yet. Um, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's very rare that I'll do an interview unless it's really after hours. Uh, that's something else I've, I've learned about myself. I'm terrible in the morning. I'm really good at night. And so especially with my overseas guests, I'm actually happy to be spend time with my wife, have an evening ministry appointment, and then at 10 p.m. still get on a podcast and record an hour and a half. Because I can. I have the, That's actually capacity that I, I have. Um, but I, I, of course, weekends works better for locals, uh, cause they, they're busy with work and life. Um, uh, and if not, then, then I shoot for Monday or Tuesday, right? Cause those are my two days that I'm pushing to do, to do podcast content. Uh, but I always push to be ahead of the curve. So if I can, um, and, and again, seasons differ. This is one of those seasons where I don't know how many people have texted about being on the podcast who haven't been able to make it in this season. And it happens. I, I'm actually, again, I, I, it's, it sucks sometimes, but I also have to be okay with the fact that, you know what, people, this is a service for them as well. Uh, but generally, I will try to be at least at least a week ahead. And, and I'll be honest, part of the, the me having my own thought on a specific week, like once a month, that also helps with the, with the, the, the interview gap. So I'm not worried every week. There's one week where actually, even if that week I just record two people, I've and I record myself in a four week month, I, I'm only missing a week of content, right? Like, cause I've actually, I've allowed myself that. But having said that, what I've now done to make sure that I produce good content of the time that I'm going to speak is I actually work on, like, I'm already starting to work on January, the first Tuesday in January's content now. And so that's why I say it, it might be multiple thoughts, right? So on a Monday or a Tuesday, again, I'll sit down and think, what am I contemplating? You know, right now um, I'm contemplating 2022 New Year's resolutions, goal setting, goal achievement, habit formation. And I'm writing that stuff down on a piece of paper. And then next week, Monday, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to that piece of paper and say, yeah, what, what, what am I thinking? Am I thinking any more deeply about habit formation? Oh, yeah, snap. I listened to that guy's podcast. Wait, what, what was that podcast again? And I might really listen to that podcast. Or I might, you know, oh, yeah, I realized Jesus did this. He had this habit of doing this. You know, Luke 5 talks about how Jesus often withdrew to quiet places. I might throw that in there. Again, it's coming from a very Christian base. I'm like, yo, look at what Jesus did. You know, the psalm talks about, uh, and I might be giving away what my next episode's about, but the psalm talks about, you know, 
Uh, every morning, you know, every morning, Lord, I wake up, you, you hear my call, and, and then I wait expectantly. Now, listen to this dude. The psalmist is talking about, like, every morning. That's what he does. So there's something to habit formation. And then the wrestle for me is, why then do we set these, like, New Year's goals? But I, you can tell, like, this is, what are we, December? I don't know if I'm exposing you, but this is December 9th, right? This potential episode is only going to drop January 3rd, 4th, 5th. But if I'm a, if I'm already working on it now, going on multiple walks in between, having multiple conversations, I feel like I will produce greater content in the end, right? And so and so it it allows for that. Uh, but then even like, um, who am I going to have on the podcast early next year is determined by what is it that I'm trying to talk about, right? And so then I can reach out to those people, and there's already people who are like, "Yo, listen, first thing January, you've got me. Don't even worry about it." I'm like, "Great." And, and, and those seasons will be great. Like, uh, again, long winded answer for no good reason, really. But, but I'm thinking of, of, of seasons and consistency. But, but I'm thinking, I'm already thinking forward to like the first week or two of, of varsity for the campus students here is two weeks before our baby's due date. Okay. All right. So the first two weeks of varsity is already crazy time in the ministry. I probably won't have time to do a lot of interviews. Then I'm going to go into two weeks of like final prep for the baby to arrive. Then I'm going to go into like the first month or two of the baby arriving. Okay. Now I'm already asking myself, how will I be consistent in that season? Right. And so I will express exactly what I think I'm going to do. But what I, one thing I can say is I'm going to fight that January when I'm actually very chilled. Dude, I want to crank as many interviews as I can. I, I want to record myself speaking on as many topics as I can. And I might, what I'm thinking of doing potentially is outsourcing. Yo, bro, can you jump on the podcast for two months and just edit the stuff for me, put the stuff out for me? So that when I come back in March, like let's say I come back mid-March and, you know, baby now has learned to sleep somewhat on their own. I don't know how babies work, uh, as you can tell. But, but then I, I can stay, I can stay consistent in that, right? Like I can con- continue to produce a good podcast. Or the other option, and this is, this is a very real option to me. Is to say, hey guys, I'm having a baby. See you guys in three months. And and my nature is like, oh, can I really do that? But I'm like, I have to ask myself the question, and this maybe talks, talks to the idea of consistency bigger than than just a podcast. I have to ask myself the question: is what's most important? So would I want my child to be like neglected, crying in a room because I'm like, yo, LJ, quickly, can we finish this podcast? Can we wrap it up? No. Do I want, do I, and now the child, the baby may never, he may never make, make sense of that. But do I want my wife to feel like I ditched her for an audience outside of my home? Like, come on now. Like, this is the most important thing that I can do. And the same way, that's the same way I feel about ministry. So if I've, if I've got someone who's saying, yo, I can only meet with you at Thursday at two for the podcast interview, but I've got an in-person Bible study or someone that I'm mentoring in person saying I can meet on Thursday at two, guess who I'm going to meet with? Say, brother, even if, I would love to have you on the podcast, but I, I, I can't give you that if that means no to this guy. Um, and so I think that's, that's part of what consistency is. It's part, part of what I think consistency is, and, I, and I'll end with this thought, is when it comes to whatever habits you want to form, you know, eating, training, study, work, uh, content creation, uh, great marriage, all these things. I, I believe in rhythms. I think I've said that multiple times. But what rhythms ultimately do is they force you to say no to certain things so you can say no to things that are okay-ish to say yes to the things that matter. And that's how I view it, is, is even as I schedule my week, because I'm involved in the, in the church on the social media digital side, 
I, I, I would rather produce that stuff than my podcast. And there's been times where, where I've had the audio, I've had everything. Everything's actually ready. But because of other projects, the podcast went out a day late. And, and I'm sorry if someone's offended by that, but I'm okay with that. Because even for my podcast listeners, what I want them to know is your local church should come before this global stuff. Because I don't think that's, who, again, just my personal opinion, but I don't think that's who Jesus was. I think what Jesus did first and foremost was the people that were around him. And then he worried about the people that were going to be whoever the case may be. I love that. I love that you are very focused and you know exactly what you believe in and you hold that no matter what, how people feel. You continue to apologize for offending people if, if it offends them. Uh, but I think it's a very huge part of who we are as consecrators uh, because we put ourselves out there a lot and our content is consumed a lot. Uh, a, a huge thing that comes with growing, like you're saying, 41 people next year, double, triple that, we're at 120 sure. people. And then sure. what, start ha- what starts happening then is people start requesting you to change or to mm. fill a certain part of their lives that's not being fulfilled by content anywhere else. So then, mm. Remo, have you thought of bringing on ABCD or have you thought of speaking about ABCD? But it's not sure. exactly what you believe in. It's not exactly what yeah. you want. It's not exactly your flow. So have you ever thought sure. about that? The pressures that come with constantly putting yourself out there and having yeah. this audience that you want to fulfill, but seemingly they want to be fulfilled in a way that doesn't fulfill you or in a way that doesn't make you comfortable. Sure. <laughs> There's a person's face who comes to mind. Um, and I, I, I actually, I would love to find out from them if they listen to the podcast. Because what it's, okay, so this is what happens. I, I get a DM and the person's like, hey, really love the podcast. Like, you know, I think I just uh, posted about another episode or something. Hey, really love the podcast. Just wondering, like, why do you only interview people from our fellowship of churches? Which is what I do. Well, just for people who don't know. Like, we, we're part of a family of churches, a number of churches around the world. And I, I do, I only interview people from within our family of churches. Um. I said, you know, I, and I honestly hadn't really thought about it too much up until that point. Uh, I'm not, I'm not into that. I have friends outside of fellowship of churches. I have friends who are Christians. I, you know, that sounds a little bit like, I, I'm not racist. I have friends who are, who are like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not meant to sound like, I, I genuinely, I, I genuinely believe people can be Christians within different denominations and different fellowship of churches. I, 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 I genuinely believe that. Okay. But, there is a common denominator and a commonality within our fellowship of churches that I've already appreciated, which is why I've stayed here, yeah. right? Which is why I feel, I feel called to minister in it. This is why I feel called to continue to help build this family of churches is because I feel there's a common denominator. There's a couple of things that we all agree on that matter so much to me that I want to talk to people who agree on those basic uh, presuppositions. And so the person said to me, you know, it would be great if you could interview an X person or a Y person. I said, you know, that would be great. But that's not the purpose of this podcast. And and I try to say it genuinely very nicely. And judging by their response, it was a very abrupt kind of, okay. Like kind of, you know, that kind of kind of setup. And I, I, I the funny, the reason I, I asked, I wonder if they still listen to the podcast is because I look at the person's life. And I think really what you're saying is true is the person was exploring. Person is a person who, who seemingly had been part of our fellowship of churches for a long time, 
uh, a bunch of stuff that happened in their life uh, in their life and um, I think they're they're exploring and they're trying to figure out you know can you have a Muslim person I want to hear what the Muslim person thinks about God it's not the podcast for that now do I have a do I have a Muslim friends yeah do I believe people believe in the Quran yes have I read the Quran yes I, I I'm not closed off to that stuff all I'm saying is for the purpose of this platform that's not the conversation at hand and so there's this person in particular comes to mind, but there's lots of people who've come up to me and said, hey, why don't you interview, interview these types of people? Why don't you do, interview this type of person or that person or that person? And I've, I've had to contemplate it. Um, I have. And, and, and again, because I lean towards service, which can honestly present itself as people-pleasing, uh, I have to be okay with saying no. Um, but um, one of the guys I really enjoy uh, who speaks on leadership and stuff is a guy named... Um, Simon Sinek, I'm sure you've heard of him. One of the th- one of the things he says is, you know, for for him, he doesn't do business with people who don't believe what he believes, and he says he doesn't do business with people who believe what who don't believe what he believes because then it's not fun for him, and he he wants to love his job. Uh, and I'll be honest, that's what I felt every time I've considered interviewing someone outside of that circle. I mean, one of my good friend of mine, like. Good friend to the point of like, yo, hit me up, brother. What's going on? Like, let's hang out. Like, getting time together. Like, that level of good friend of mine. Every time I think of bringing him on the podcast, I'm like, nah. No, it's just, <laughs> it's just, just going to be so much work. Like, because, because I can kick it with him and he can swear around me and we can talk about some crazy stuff. And I just feel like he's so like he's an expert in his field i would love for people to learn from him but i almost want to just have him over for dinner and have all the listeners come for dinner and then be like it's not my fault and it's not under the internet yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, whatever he says it's not stuck there forever because yeah, he is he's abrasive he's sharp around the edges he says stuff that i'm like i totally don't agree with that but now if i put on my platform i may be seen as saying i do agree with it yeah, and I, yeah, I, yeah. but but he's my boy like like and Again, I, you know, I don't want to expose people. Some some stories I want to expose. Some people I don't. But like, he's my boy to the point where, like, if he calls me at eleven o'clock at night, I'm answering. Like, if he calls me at one, we don't live in the same city, but I'm answering the call because I'm like, you're my boy. What do you need, dog? But I'm like, you're crazy, and I could never have you on my podcast. And and I know, and I know that we don't believe the same stuff. Like, I love him, but we we don't. We we don't believe the same stuff. And and I will tease him. I'll tease him about his beliefs because he'll do stuff that's anti whatever he says he stands for. And he'll tease me. He'll be like, he'll be like, you know, you know, how would Jesus feel about that comment? And I'm like, you know, great. Like, let's talk about that stuff. But that's my friend. That's a very different space for me than my podcast. And so I, I even with people, there's somebody else who, who said, you know, people clearly, this Islamic thing, I think for Christians, especially young people, is a big deal. Uh, they're trying to figure out this Quran stuff. And someone said to me, you know, can you have an, a person who's Muslim come on and explain why Jesus isn't who we say Jesus is? And I, and I said, you know, there's some resources for that. There's also enough content out there. I feel like I, I really answer your questions long-winded. But I also feel like there's enough content out there, LJ, that I don't have to co- produce all of it. Like, why do, one, why do you feel like you can put that pressure on me? But two, why do I feel like I need to take that pressure on? Like, you guys are telling me Everything. I'm the podcast that must also interview the Muslim, the president. I must also interview the Jew, the Buddhist. I must inter- ah. I must not talk about vaccination. What, what do we believe about vaccination? No, 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 no. That's not why I'm here. Actually, and maybe, 
and, and, and maybe this is why I talk too, too much, but maybe that's the real answer to the question is, is realizing, I think I've realized there's something that I'm doing and I'm doing this. This stuff on this side is outside of my lane, bro. I'm this, this, this is what, this is my lane in this space. Now, do I want to know what the stance of a Christian should be on vaccinations? Absolutely. Do I want to have conversations about that? Man, absolutely. But I don't know if that in this lane, I need to do that. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe there's content creators where it's like, you know, I'm a photographer and I take pictures of landscapes, but I actually also really enjoy taking pictures of dogs. Don't feel like you have to then tell people the dog. It's okay. Keep the dogs first. You can have thousands of pictures of dogs on your laptop. Keep them. You know, because you don't have to. We, I think we, 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 we allow, we allow, and maybe I'm getting too passionate, but we allow too much pressure from external sources to dictate who it is that we are becoming and what it is that we're doing. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I want to reiterate. I'm all of the stuff I'm saying. I'm willing to have conversations with those people. I just am not willing to have them on my podcast. When, when it comes to the content that I'm curating, that it's, I mean, now, I don't know why I named it this, but Remote Ali Life and Faith Podcast. Bro, that's my name on that thing. Like, I don't want to, I want to mess with that. Because also the internet, the internet is kind of forever, guys. Like people type, if people type in R-E-M-O-T-L-A-L-E, what used to come up was pictures <laughs> of me bodybuilding. Gotta, like, like, can you, can you imagine how you tell someone, hey, this guy, ah, ah, he's a pastor at my church. There I am in a speedo. Like, you know, oh like, and, you know I, I think, you know, I don't think you'll find them oh now. I think I've done enough deleting to, to get them done. But I feel like, I also feel like in 10 years time, when someone listens to the podcast, I hope what they would hear is my own growth and development. And, and, and that that's what, it, that's, that's been the central piece because it's, it's remote like this journey of life and faith and hopefully helping you. I don't want to be forced into doing interviews and talking to people that, that I don't want. And, and, um, I'll say this to close as well. And I don't think I have to be. I don't think anybody has to be. I think it's a fallacy. It's a fallacy to, to, to assume that someone has to be. But the question I have to ask you, LJ, real, real quick, because I think I'm, I'm wondering one, have you experienced this? But two, like, what I'm trying to figure out is, is, you know, this whole cancel culture, like people stopping to listen to your stuff. Like, does is that a determining factor of whether or not you are succeeding in doing it? I don't, I don't think so. And uh, that's a very, very good question. First of all, to answer the first part of the question, yes, it's definitely happened to me. I've had people come to me and say, ah, I met, I've seen this guy and I think he's amazing. You should definitely have him on the podcast. And I've got a method. Mm. I've got a method, and I think I was going to ask you as well. I've got a method on how I reach out to people and how I have them on my podcast. I do a considerable mm-hmm. amount of research. Sure. At least two weeks of a deep dive mm. on whatever the internet can give me about this person. So it's difficult for someone to come to me and throw something in my face because it's made them feel a certain type of way. And also, I've got a general feeling of how uh, my podcast is and the kind of flow in terms of the guests that I've, have, I've had on. So I, I felt it. I've definitely had people want a certain type of guest, but I don't think that me not fulfilling what people want on my podcast uh, is a determining factor of me being a success in what I do or not. Sure. I think okay. success, I think like what you were mentioning a lot is if you know what you want and you know what you stand for and you're able to fulfill that, and for you it's serving people, you know, uh, if, if, if you're achieving that and 
you're, you're getting at least one person, at least two people, at least 41 people who can say that we feel encouraged and we are fulfilled by what you're doing. Uh, the one person out of the 41 to remain with 40 who's canceling you, like, come on, really. And the 40 that are canceling you and the one that stays, like, come on, really, you still need to serve that one. You know what I mean? Um, so as long as there are people who are on your platform, who are willing to listen, then you are succeeding. You are doing something correctly. When it does boil down to having zero people listening in and you can't fulfill all 41 of them, then you definitely need to readjust. You definitely need to change. I think God speaks about, uh, you know, becoming who you need to become in that environment to appeal to the people you need to appeal to. We're not saying conform. We're not saying be a bad person. But if you need to adapt because you're failing to reach people through the way you're doing things, then you got to be mm. there for God and the glorification of his kingdom. Sure. Um, but for now, there's 41 that. people who are being fulfilled. Let's do that. Yeah. And the 40 dip and one stays, there's still that one person who is being let's fulfilled. So let's fulfill that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's what I remember. Yeah. Sure. No, that makes that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's funny what, when you were saying what you were saying there. Sorry, I, I might be taking this too far. But one of the things that's interesting is they at least send you people. I think it's also messed. It's also crazy. Maybe messed up is too strong. Yeah, I think it's also crazy for you to say I want you to talk about this type of topic, and then just assume that means I'm gonna find a missing guy and just leave you hanging, bro. You know what I mean? Like I also feel like. And maybe I would do that on the side, like do a different a different podcast, speak to people like that. But I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think what I like what you said there, that it's like actually it's about serving those who are within the space and that space already. Space. Yeah. Already, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I'm, and yeah, I think it's that tension of I'm also okay with being, hey, maybe I'm the I'm the podcast you listen to within our fellowship of churches. And then there's I could even send you links. To 10 other podcasts that talk to people that you're looking to have answers from. Um, but but I'm I'm okay with doing I'm okay with things. I yeah. I'm I was thinking that. the exact same I thing. Think. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm I'm like, there's podcasts for what you're looking for. There's podcasts for what you're looking for. And I think as content creators, uh, it's our responsibility to support one another. Uh, I think sometimes it's for me, personally speaking, sometimes I feel very offended that, oh, Flip, you're coming to my podcast and you want something else. Um, but like you're saying, I know so many podcasts that can fulfill that role. But through feeling like I've been attacked because someone is looking for something to fill them up in that period, I don't seize the opportunity to put my friend on to put or to put the next podcast on, to put the next platform on uh, and say, you know what? I don't do that. I can't do that. That's not the podcast for this, but you can listen to this. Uh, and in any case, if you find someone who's into the podcast, into my podcast, looking for something that I'm creating, please put them on that. But for now, you can listen to this. You know? So um, I, I think it, it can work. It can work that way. Um, and thank you for, for, for posing the question. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's good for me. It's good for me as well. It's good. It's a good reminder. Because, uh, like you said, it's like it's, it's serving those that are in front of you. Is it's, it's even if the one says, "Ah, uh-uh, this isn't for me anymore." There is still people who who listen and, and listen avidly. Mm. I think God knows. I think God knows what we can and cannot handle. Um, and if He's given if He's given us forty one, um, then we can handle it. Let's let's do what we need to do. And until we can handle more, we're gonna stay with forty one. 
Um, and, and I love that. But I, I've appreciated sitting down and chatting with you. It's, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure having you on. It's been a dope conversation. Um, I would love to make it longer, but I think we should definitely do a second part. Uh, people's attention spans. <laughs> people's attention spans. Uh, don't last that long. I just have one more question before we wrap it up. Um, and you spoke a lot about listening to a lot of other podcasts, you know, being inspired by so many other people and, and looking at where they are and, you know, hoping to be where they are and, and working towards where you want to be. And, and I love that. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, we're all inspired by someone or something uh, and driven to a certain place. But I was actually writing a piece recently and I realized that uh, within being inspired by people and, and, and their lives and what they've done and what they've achieved, it's very easy to become carbon copies of who they are and lose ourselves uh, and almost stop being original. Uh, it's fine to learn. I'm not saying don't learn from other people, but don't be a carbon copy of other people. So I've got two questions. The first question is who inspires you? What inspires you? Uh, and the second question is, have you ever struggled with that? Or do you ever think about, uh, you know, the risk of not being original in a world that's filled with content creators and, and podcasts? How do you make sure you're unique and you stand out and you're different and you're not just like the name? Sure. Um, who inspires me? I'm going to answer, I'll answer specific to kind of podcasting. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a gentleman named Kerry Newhoff. Um, I even, even the tagline, this might be exposing myself too much, but anyway, even the tagline helping people, helping you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. His tagline used to be, he's changed it now, but his uh, tagline used to be helping you to thrive in life and in leadership. So you tell me how many <laughs> words I took out of that. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Okay. It's, it's now, he now says, which I think is even cool. He, he, he says, you know, he wants to help people live in a way today that will help them thrive tomorrow, which I think that's, I'm like, I'm like, dang, why'd you come up with that first that's again? Right. <laughs> come on, Remo. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so Kerry Newhoff, your major, major influence uh, on my on my podcasting journey. Of late, Tim Ferriss, I've really enjoyed Tim Ferriss. Um, I think, yeah, he's a very unique, unique interviewer and a very unique style of interviewing. Um, yeah, I think if I think of interviewers just off the top of the dome, those two podcast wise, those two come come to mind. Um, and then in terms of my own content creation, like delivery, uh, two, two people come to mind or two things come to mind. One is Bridgetown Church. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them out of Portland. Uh, Mark Sayers used to be their lead pastor. He's an incredible deliverer of speaker, deliverer of, of, of content. And then, um, they, he's handed it over now to another guy. I, I, I always forget the guy's name, but he's also incredibly good at just, uh, they live in Portland, Oregon. So the way they, pro- they propose things, Gospel-centered things is just very unique, and I really enjoy it. So uh, they help me. And then there's a guy named Chad Veach uh, out of Zoe Church in LA, uh, and he does a leadership podcast called Leadership Lean In. And he, a lot of his episodes, he's not doing interviews as well, but a lot of his episodes are him for 20 minutes talking about something in leadership. And he, the way he delivers his content, the way he speaks about his community and the community that he's forming around the podcast has, has, has shaped a lot of how I, I think about him and speak uh and do my own content um so yeah so those those are people who've who've inspired me the second question was the idea of kind of becoming like them and losing my own 
my own voice, right? That that that's what it was at. I think I, I think from very early on, uh, I've been fortunate enough with with my ministry journey and the roles that I've played within the church, both full time paid and not full time. Uh, I've had a lot of opportunities to speak, to preach, to teach, to share lessons, testimonies, whatever words you want to use. I've had opportunities to do that uh, because, again, I think people have been gracious and often have said I speak well. And so very from very early on, one of the key things that I was taught was there is there is only only ever been and only will ever be one Remo. So you will always be original. Oh, and there was there's no one ever in the world who's going to be Remo. You'll always be original, but there's nothing new under the sun, right? So, so everything that we have and know and, and the content, especially again, Christian space, the Bible, the Bible's been around, man. This thing is what, 1700, 1800 years old. Like it's ancient. So there's nothing new under the sun, but you're also completely original. Now people will say that, how does that work? There's, that's two opposite sides. I think there's a gray. And the gray is that Remo can, Remo can produce, specific to Remo, an original version of the, of the already known text and, and an original interpretation of an already known text. An interpretation not in the sense of what did the text mean. That is very clear, not very clear, but that is studyable. That's, there's practical ways to know that. But it's like, how does it apply to me? Like, I'm the only one who, I'm the only person who's ever going to look at X passage with its understanding and interpretation and, and think about it the way that I think about it. No one else will think about it that way. It, me, right? No, 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 as deep and as wide and as intricately as me. Now, maybe people might agree with the way that I, I view something and they might think, oh yeah, I like the way he said that. That's true. But, but they will also then begin to take it and make it a little bit LJified for lack of a better term. And so, and so what I've, what I've, leaned on is that idea that on the one hand, brother, you are, there is no other remote kind of life of faith podcast. I am, again, uh, jokingly, I often say, man, I'm just a, a black South African boy trying to make it. Like, but there isn't. I, I, I look, I've looked for other South African podcasts and I've looked for other South African church podcasts and I've looked for other South African church podcasts directed towards young people. And, and there's very few people doing this. And so I, I do, I, I'm fortunate enough to be in a very unique position. But having said that, like I, I get, on the one hand, I get to be very unique and very original. But having said that, there is easily, I can, I can direct you just off the top of my head to 10 podcasts that are better for thriving in life and faith in mine. Right? Like I, and, and I need to, and that's what I've realized is I need to hold that space securely. The, 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 the issue comes in the insecurity of, I want to pursue being, again, I'll use Michael Todd as an example. I want to preach like Michael Todd, speak like Michael Todd, be like Michael Todd, because I don't think that what I am, the original version of me, is, is enough. Is good enough. Sure. But if I, think, if I think I'm good enough, which is where I have to go to every day, is if I think my unique version of this life is good enough, then even if it is, only 40 people listen to my podcast, then I'm okay with it. And again, I'll be honest, you know, uh, the, the listenership of the podcast continues to grow. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's great. But I'm not, I mean, I saw you when you got a, a thousand subs on, on YouTube. I'm like, yo, I, I don't have, I don't have that. And now podcasting, especially off of Anchor is very difficult because you don't know exactly what is the, what is the exact, uh, podcast subscription versus the number of people who listen to an episode, right? Cause you can have a, 
a subscription that's higher than the number of people that actually listen to your episode. The question becomes, which one are you shooting for? Right? And I think we've had that conversation about YouTube. You have a thousand subs, but if only a hundred people are listening, watching the episodes regularly, then do you really have a thousand subs? Right? And so, but like with Anchor, for me, I find they tell me I have X amount of subscriptions, but almost on average, almost every time, there's more people listening to the podcast than that subscription amount. And what's interesting is because they can, they can actually track how long people listen for is actually people listen almost right to the end. Usually, if I go, like, this has gone long, I know, but like, for me, if I go, if I get to like 60 minute mark is usually when the, the drop off really happens, even if the content's good. Um, and so to answer your question, I think those guys inspire me, but I realize there is only one me. And there is, a, there is also, there's so much space in this world for all of us that there is also maybe even if it's 10 people that will consistently always listen to my voice. And that's, hey, I, I want to steward that. I want to serve them well. We've spoken about this already in the podcast, but I like those 10 people matter the most to me. Uh, and honestly, what I found is when I take care of those 10 people, they take care of me and it becomes 20 people. When I take care of those 20 people, they take care of me, it becomes 40 people. I, and it's not because I'm doing it, oh yeah, let me take care of you so that. No, I do it because I genuinely care about you. And somehow, somehow just like, I, I think the, the biblical principle for me is for those who are faithful with, with, with much will be given more, with little will be given more. And those who are faithful, those who aren't faithful with little, like it will be taken away from them. So. I appreciate that. I love that. Um, I think definitely going to hold on to that as well. Um, I think there's one me. Uh, I was in a conversation with uh, someone and I, I, we were talking about something very similar. Uh, <laughs> because we are bombarded with so much of the content, right, on our phones and our laptops, it's very easy to see uh, where we want to be in someone else and forget that we are the rarest thing on the planet. Uh, we are literally poised for extinction because there's one Remo, there's one LJ. And when I'm gone, the way I think, the life I've lived, the experiences I've had, I'm gone with it. And if I don't use this time now to realize how precious I am, uh, not just to this world, but more importantly to God, and, and use that to my advantage to glorify his name, I, I miss out on so much. I miss out on so much in this thing called life, and which is such a beautiful thing. So I appreciate you sharing that and, and reminding us of that. So, can I say one more thing, LJ? I'm sorry. 100%. Bef- 100%. Before we close, just on that thought, I, I think I, I want to appeal to people because I want to appeal to myself. I want to appeal to people, especially people who listen to this podcast, because I've really gotten into your into your podcast lately, and I listen to a lot of the names, and I'm like, these are names that are household, I, I, you know, it's not like, there's some ones that I'm like, oh, that person seems very popular, especially when I look at the Instagram, what have you. And then there's other names where I'm like, yeah, man, LJ, LJ went under a couple of rocks and found this guy, like, oh, this girl, you know what I mean? Like, like they're not just, they're just not popular, and I'm not being funny, I don't, I'm not trying to say that in a way that's derogatory, I'm just saying they're not popular. And I think the biggest, the biggest fallacy is that popularity means quality. Like somehow, somehow we've correlated, you know, so-and-so has got so many views, so they must be such. And I, I just want to appeal to people, especially us, I, I consider myself in the small game. We're in the small, we're in the small pool, man. Exactly. I, I want to say to us, like, yo, it's like, the world has space for your content. Keep producing it. Like, keep, keep on producing it. Even if it doesn't produce... Well, and I think that's the issue is I think we also popularity and money 
make us, we feel like that's the determining factor of whether or not we're successful. And I, I just think it's not true. I think you can, you can actually be an incredible podcast host who never makes a cent and also be an, an incredible accountant. And that's actually how you pay your bills. Like that's okay. Um, so that's just my two cents. It's a mindset thing. Uh, I definitely do feel we need to have more conversations on it moving forward in life, uh, not just in podcasts, but in life in general, just like generally how we perceive the concept of success. And you know, I think that would be a good topic um, t- to develop and speak more on. Uh, because I think there's more to it than uh, the physical, tangible things that we see mm. and crave so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for this, uh, Remo. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you, man. Can't wait to have you back. Come on. Can't wait to have you back on. Anytime, anytime. I, I appreciate it, dude. I really feel honored to have been invited on. So hopefully this has been helpful to people. Please check out Remo Tlali Life and Faith podcast. Uh, it's designed to help you thrive in life as well as in your faith. Even if your faith is not a Christian faith, please jump on, listen to the conversations. Hopefully they'll be helpful to you. Listen to the things that we're wrestling with. Because um, at the end of the day, this you know we only have one life to live, and we want to try and journey well through it. So, would appreciate you checking that out. Yeah. The podcasts, uh, Remo's Instagram and Remo's socials will be Please. linked in the description. If you do want to get in touch with him, he's very yes, open and welcome. Hit me up. Hit me up. Let's chat. Also, if you wanna if you wanna donate to my, and I'm joking. <laughs> I was gonna say if you wanna donate to the baby. <laughs> 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 we're gonna start yeah, GoFundMe. It'll be GoFundMe. No, but seriously, Alvin, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Uh, I really value the work Thanks, that you're doing. Thanks, bro. Seeing your content online, uh, socials, as well as on. Um, uh, I don't watch as much as I'm sure people do. I listen a lot to podcasts, so I just I appreciate listening to your content and listening to the people that you talk to. It, uh, it's really helpful. Uh, even to someone like me who doesn't think they're a content creator. So I appreciate it and keep, keep on keeping on. Though.